This is Dr. Baliga, Editor-in-Chief of Baliga's Textbook on Internal Medicine, an, in, an intensive board review with 1,480 multiple-choice questions available at www.mastermedfacts.com. Follow us on Twitter at MasterMedFacts1. Today's podcast is on must-know facts regarding statistics in medicine. The podcast is from an outstanding book chapter written, written in Baliga's Textbook of Internal Medicine by Dr. Donna Windish, MD, MPH. She is the Associate Professor of Medicine at Yale University. She is the Director for Resident Research at the Yale Primary Care Residency Program. And she is the Program Director for General Internal Medicine Medical Education Fellowship. She was a recipient of the prestigious uh, award for teaching the Frederick L. Brancardi Mentorship and Leadership Award from the National Society of General Internal Medicine in 2014. And, and she, has, she has received several educator awards at Yale. There are several must-know facts regarding statistics in medicine. Uh, point number one, when a study is not specifically powered to look for secondary outcomes, the strength of the evidence may not be sufficient to make conclusions about these outcomes. Point number two, when reading a study, one should determine if a negative result is truly negative or if there, were, there was not enough power to show difference in results. And one should determine if a positive result is really positive, uh, including whether it is clinically meaningful. Point number three, p-values have limitations in, in their interpretation. They do not indicate the strength or the direct direction of the association. They do not provide a direct interpretation of the results. Point number four, confidence intervals are more info informative than p-values as they are derived from the study data. When looking at a result with a confidence interval, the reader must determine what type of analysis was done. Specifically, was the test looking for a difference in outcomes? or a risk of an event, and the difference between outcomes is assessed. Any con confidence interval that contains the value zero would not be considered a statistically significant result. In the case of a ratio such as relative risk, odds ratio, hazards ratio, etc., any confidence interval that contains the value of one would not be considered statistically significant. Point number five, when stati statistical significance is not ex observed, example p-value greater than 0.05, either the null hypothesis is true, thus no difference really exists, or the sample size was not large enough to, to detect a difference, thus insuff insufficient power. Point number six, you must read the entire study, including the methods and results, to see if the numbers of participants who remain in the study still meet the sample size limits when assessing statistical significance. Point number seven, the p-value given in an, in, an, in an analysis of variance, or ANOVA, re re represents the statistically significant difference between all groups being compared and not individual comparisons between any two groups. Thus, the only conclusion one can make from this ANOVA test is that at least one of the groups 
is different from the rest of the groups being compared. Point number eight, non-parametric tests are statistically less powerful than parametric tests. Thus, they are less likely to show a statistically significant difference when one exists. Non-parametric tests often use rankings when reporting results and not the actual data. Odds ratios are used to used in certain regression analysis and the results should be described as an odds ratio or changes in odds and not as a change in risk. Point number nine, when there's no absolute sample size that one can rely on to definitely use a parametric test, continuous or ordinal outcomes with sample sizes greater than 50 may be considered strong, strongly for parametric tests. Point number 10, when the call wallace test leads to significant results, then at least one of the groups being compared is different from the other groups. The test does not tell us which group is different. Point level 11, only multiple regression controls for confounding factors. Simple regression is used to assess which factors are independently associated with the outcome of interest. The final point is Kaplan-Meier analysis does not test the difference between groups at any specific time point. It can only tell you if one or more groups differ throughout the time period assessed. These are the essential facts or the must-know facts regarding statistics. I enjoyed doing this podcast today because interpreting any medical literature is, is, is important for all practicing physicians. This, cha- this chapter is derived from Baliga's textbook of internal medicine and an, an intensive board review with 1480 multiple choice questions available at www.mastermedfacts.com. This book has contributors from over 240 world-class physicians from Harvard, Stanford, Yale, UCSF, Columbia, Johns Hopkins, UPenn, UCSF, Cornell, Vanderbilt, University of Michigan, University of Chicago, UT Southwestern, and uh, many more.